You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit, one podcast at a time. Well, hello. Ah, that was like a, only, only dogs could hear that hello. If there are any dogs listening, hello to you and uh, hello to my human listeners of the Bride Chiller Podcast. It's another week. That means it's time to listen to me talk about wedding planning and hopefully answer a couple of your Q&A questions. And also, I'm so excited to be featuring a short and hopefully not too noisy segment that I just recorded today which was Sunday when I recorded this, a bit later than I normally would do it. But I held off because I hoped that I could use a bit of audio from my adventures at the Unruly Wedding Fair in London, hosted by Holly and Susanna, who you heard a couple of episodes ago, who were wedding planners with a vision to hold a wedding fair that isn't huge and isn't full of people with trestle tables yelling at you. I don't know if you've experienced that. And I do say, I think I've said before, it's you know important to go and have that experience, but it's not everyone's cup of tea. And I find them a bit intense, wedding fairs. So this is a much smaller, cooler, I would say some would call it a hip wedding fair in a warehouse. I often think, actually, when I'm standing in a warehouse at one of these events, having a cocktail or just you know a nice boutique coffee. I often think about the people originally working in the warehouse from yesteryear, potentially making something, manual labor, creating with their hands. And if you said to them, in 50 to 100 years time, maybe 60 or 70 years, some hipster kids will be standing around talking about weddings and they'll be spending more than you make in a lifetime on uh, a party. What the hell would the people in the warehouse think? Also, (laughs) You look at warehouse living now, it's worth a fortune. And again, it's the complete opposite of what the original warehouse, like the blue collar, you know, awesome people that most of our countries were built on. And now people are paying millions of bucks to live in a shoebox within that warehouse. Anyway, side note, as you'll uh, learn if you're new to this podcast, I love going on a bit of a side note, a bit of a bit of a journey outside of wedding planning. And the warehouse idea did sit with me today. Anyway, uh, <laughs> to get back to my point, Unruly was held in a warehouse, but it was awesome. It was very, uh, you know, I want to say low-key in a really positive way. There was no one sort of shoving brochures in your face. And I got to meet, the best part of the day is I got to meet some bride chillers in person, which was such a thrill. Oh my God. I met beautiful Aurora, Andrea, and Shara, who hilariously said, where's Rich? Why isn't Rich here? <laughs> And then really wanted to talk about Rich's use of the tea towel as a face wipe, which if you've you've been hanging in the Bride Chiller community in Facebook, you would have perhaps seen a quick Facebook live that Rich and I did. I need oh to defend God, myself here we go. on this issue because I think I've been maligned by the <laughs> listeners. Some have been in my corner, thank you. Hmm? Others He scared the shit out of me just then. Don't know that well I ripped the door open. <laughs> Listen. Listen. The thing is. The, right. The thing is. I can still smell that smell. Yeah. There's, I, there's no smell. What smell? I just want to know. just want to look again. Welcome to the show. If you've never heard the show, this is my husband, Rich. Hello. He's usually quite grumpy, but in real life, you're a very optimistic, upbeat person. You're my rock. No one, like, everyone thinks you're lying. I know, which is really sad because if people spent time with you, as, you know, next time, when we go to America, sorry, I've jumped around. We're going to go back to our real... We've decided we well we are going to America. USA, USA. 
in February slash March, and we're going to do a book tour. Yep. Even though we don't have... Fucking, and we don't have any fucking book. books yet. Well, we have a book. I've written the book. We're just doing a lot of work to get this book. The book is on our respective laptops. So if you come to our apartment... <laughs> the book too is like if people leaning around. Break in and steal them or just come to our apartment and hang out and you can scroll through with your two fingers on the trackpad through the book. The monitored book reading. No, we have a designer who's done all the layouts and stuff. We're just now going through fixing all my bad spelling and grammar. There's not a there's a bit of it. No, no, it's fine. But we need and then we get we've got a printer that we've hired, so we just need to get it all working. But our aim is to do a book tour in March. Uh, what was my point? I really don't know. You you're a professional at this. This is you know trying to turn into a job. I was the smell. I the was smell. The, the smell. Oh, the smell. We haven't even got smell. a. All right. Deal with the smell, then we'll move on. I had a shower this afternoon. I'm not. I'm not just like showering in the day for no reason. But we came home. I came home from this wedding fair, which I really enjoyed. But I felt a bit manky. I think I've been sweating on the tube, and I'm like, I'll have a quick shower. It'll save me from having because we're night showers, Rich and I. Yeah, because we're normal, sensible people. Look, this is another big contention. Oh, this is one we actually agree in, but I, I agree on. But I think people listening will go morning showers. I just don't like going to bed dirty. Not if you that shower I'm dirty. In the morning, you're disgusting. Mm, okay, we're probably going to cop some flight for that. <laughs> But when I took the towel, I was cleaning, wiping, what am I trying? Drying. Drying. The towel smelt. Like onions. Oh. And now we are regular towel washers. But this was weird. And now I'm convinced my hair smells like onions. You keep walking around smelling your hair and your clothes. like I feel concerned. It is weird. Anyway, the point of the whole thing when you burst in. (laughs) <laughs> Rip the door open. I was just explaining that we'd had a Facebook Live broadcast where you, I caught you wiping your... You didn't catch me. <laughs> I, I object. Objection, Your Honour. Sustained. I'm not even going to... I can't even look at you right now. I, I, I'm sitting at my desk and I turn around and I see Rich wiping his sweaty face yeah. on our kitchen towel. And, a, you know, like a... Tea cl- towel. Tea towel. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and then I instantly was like, this has to be shared because no one will yeah, believe great, that know. a guy of your calibre of man, well, which I think, I think is high think class. Indicative of my calibre. Anyway. So I would say, in my defence, I'd just been playing sport. But then don't wipe Whoa, your fa- what? <laughs> if I may, I may have the speaking stick, please. Yeah, that's it. Uh, it what? Can I just bite him when he went, yeah, that's it. Like he's some sort of dominant. <laughs> <laughs> I let you have that. But I don't think anyone is under the impression right, yes. that that's how you speak to me and no. get any results. <laughs> no, that's I'm true. I'm stepping back from the microphone. Yes, exactly. I can still smell that smell. Can you I... smell it? In this booth, can you smell the smell? Me? No. It smells like onions. I mean, the smell... It smells like a booth. What are you doing here? Chop onions. <laughs> Obviously. In my defence. Yeah. Wind this up. I'd just been playing a lot of sport. Yep. I was very sweaty. I wasn't ready for a shower because it was dinner time and I was hungry. None of this is helping you. No, it really is. I knew I had to mop up the sweat, but I wasn't going to use one of our towels because they're nice they and clean. They smell like onions. They were nice why they clean. smell like onions because you're wiping your filthy face all over them. And so, mm. the only thing I can use to wipe my sweat 
is something that is already dirty. And I am at the lowest <laughs> level of dirtiness. The tea towel's not going to get cleaner by me having done it. I'm not going to get dirtier by rubbing the tea towel on my face. I'm just wiping the sweat with something that's already not, dirty and then it goes straight in the wash. I'm not going to repeat this argument because I'm sure people have watched the video. If you haven't, I say join the Facebook community, go and watch it. You know, give yourself 10 minutes of rage because you'll be like by the end of it going, what is with this guy? But also you'll realise <laughs> that a tea towel yeah. is for plates, crockery. And I'd say at the end of the tea towel run, kitchen benches before you put them in. And my sweaty face. Yuck. But you don't know this. You don't know what I've wiped with them. You tell me you put bleach on it and wipe the bench and then it, then you go, oh, but I just hang it straight back up again. It's fine. But that's uh, bleach. That's not fine. Well, don't put your face on them. Yeah, but even, even if it's not my face, you got your hands are on the bleach and your skin starts spilling. I wish you were at Bride Chill Alive today. Mm, I was busy. You were busy. Oh, sorry. You were busy playing sport, which is fine. Yeah. And uh, I noticed you did come home and shower in the afternoon, so you didn't wipe your face on the tea towel. Yeah. I'm gripping your arm like you were going to walk away. I'm holding him tight. <laughs> I Gotta think go. Bye. Just bye, to bring bye. it back to Bride Chill Alive, we are hoping to do some dates in America. Yes. In March and also in the UK, we'll do another Maybe February. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully February. February if not March, because we're going to America, then we're going to Australia to All see family. All capital cities and major regional centres. <laughs> and then we're coming back to America. So we are going to be polling on the Bride Chiller community, just figuring out where to go, are trying we? to find some central I locations. mean, that'd be great, but I don't know if we can really listen to them that much. We kind of... Are... Well, that's not very nice. I know it's not very nice, but we, we can't just zip zap all over the country. Well, I was going to say Chicago, New York. Yep. And possibly somewhere... On the Chicago, West Coast. New York, uh, Vegas. Yeah, we've decided to go to Vegas and get remarried. We is a very strong term. Yeah, so if anyone's listening in Vegas and wants to come to our second wedding... Or they're not in Vegas, but they want to go to Vegas. Yeah, it'll be on the 14th of February. It's a Valentine's Maybe Day. Maybe 15th. 15th of February. So just putting that one out there. Radio, I need to get back on with the show. Please. It's been great having you here. Just smell my hair again. No, it's fine. Hmm, a bit oniony. Bye! <laughs> oh, good Lord. Right, I have to get to a question. A message that has been left by a bride chiller. Who may that be? Hi, Alicia. This is Hillary. I am a bride chiller graduate as of July 2017. Love your podcast. I'm still listening, even though I'm already married. Um, it, you're just a joy to listen to, and it's really fun um, to hear from other people and hear about other cool weddings that you've helped us plan. So thank you so much for that. I have a question that I thought might apply to some other Bride Chilla graduates in the community, and that is about what to do with a vendor or some kind of hired professional that you use at your wedding that still may owe you something. So in my case, it's our wedding photos. Um, we got married at the height of wedding season. And um, given that, I didn't expect to get our photos back super, super quickly because our photographers are very active on social media. And, um, you know, I knew that they were shooting weddings left and right around the same time as ours. Um, but it has been over three months now. 
And uh, I did check their website and they quote one to three months as the turnaround time for the wedding photos. Um, and I do want to be respectful of the fact that they are probably very backlogged. Um, but I also am ready to get our pictures back. I have had several friends that have gotten married since our wedding um, and their photographers have gotten their pictures back to them. Um, and it's just, it, it's kind of hard to watch other people be able to enjoy their wedding pictures and still be kind of waiting for ours. And our family and friends are kind of constantly asking us where the pictures are. We would really like to be able to enjoy them, especially because the holiday season is coming up and it would be fun to maybe do some things um, with the pictures for gifts and other things like that. Um, but really, I just want to have them and I just want to be able to um, relive the day and enjoy the moment. And I think the appropriate amount of time has passed. We did email them around the time that we hit the three month mark uh, just to ask about progress. Um, it was a very, I, I thought, professional, nice email, and we didn't hear back. And we ended up texting them a couple weeks later just to get some sort of update. And they basically said that they're really behind, they apologize, and that they hope to have them back ASAP. Um, but I just kind of want to understand how to navigate this, how to maybe keep the pressure on them a little bit um, without forcing them to edit the photos really quickly and possibly do like a sloppy job. Um, because at this point we've waited so long that I just, I want good quality photos. It's what we paid for. And we did already pay them in full before the, um, wedding day. So there's not much contractually that we can do. And I don't really want to, you know, be rude or anything like that, but we're just really ready to have them. And um, I wanted to see if there's other people in the community or, um, you know, what your advice would be for how to navigate a situation like this. Um, and, you know, being respectful and making sure we still get good quality work back to us, but I'm just ready. So I would really appreciate your feedback on this and happy days. Hillary, really interesting question. And firstly, congratulations on being a Bride Chiller graduate. Delighted to hear that all went well. And I am sorry that you are having this problem. Three months, I think, is actually a really long time to have to wait for wedding photographs. And also, as you said, contractually, they're starting to push the limits. It's the upper end of their time range that they've given you. So I can see that it's disappointing having to wait, especially when, as you said, you've paid up front their reputable photography business and you are waiting. And it's the only thing really that you have to wait for after the wedding. So it's frustrating. And also, as you said, family and friends want to see photographs. You want to relive the day. You obviously want to share your beautiful photographs with the Bridechiller community. So it sucks. I'm a real believer of persistence. And not being an asshole, but also not letting people forget that you're waiting. And there's a way to do this that you aren't a jerk. And I think there's a way that you move from a polite and friendly height, just wanting to see if you could give me an approximate date of delivery. I know we've been waiting for three months and your contract says three months and you've said you're busy, but if you could give me an estimate, we would really appreciate it. And as the time continues, that you start to remove the friendliness and not being mean, but more being businesslike, and that you had expectations that this timeline will be met, and it's not. 
I totally get that you got married in the heat of wedding season and it can get really busy for small vendors and photographers do put a lot of effort, like you said, into the touch-ups, making sure that they're delivering a premium product to you and that's what you pay for. So I know what you're saying, you don't want them to rush and just give you whatever to be make you be quiet. But I do think just maintaining regular contact with them, it doesn't mean you have to be rude or you know pushy, but just sort of saying... I would just like an update. If you could keep me updated, I would really appreciate it. It can often make people move and just be aware that you're thinking of them, that it's top of mind. So I just think that's a good starting point. I think if it gets to two or three weeks down the track, you should be really probably a little bit more forceful with it and just sort of say, we had a contract and I'm disappointed. You know, the word disappointed really does make people move sometimes. Disappointed that it hasn't been fulfilled I'm hopeful that, you know, also a bit of smoke blowing also helps saying, you know, you have such amazing work. We're obviously very excited to see it. I'm hopeful that we will receive uh, what you had contractually obliged to deliver by this point very soon. That is my advice to you and also anyone listening who is looking at timelines and wanting to have things delivered quickly, always read the contract like Hillary's saying, she they knew it could be three months, it could be one month, especially in the off-season. I'm sure they would turn it around quicker. But if you have expectations that you want to receive photographs really quickly, make sure you get that in writing. And a lot of photographers won't be able to turn around photos within weeks because they do have um, limited time to be able to sit down and do all the touch-ups. So always maintain you know realistic expectations, but also be very sure to read the terms and conditions in your contract so you know what to expect. Good luck. Please keep us updated as to how it goes because I do think, you know, the wedding, as you said, the wedding is done, but this is the last big step that you would really like to obviously be able to celebrate and enjoy and look at your fabulous photos. Very good job. And thank you so much for continuing to listen. I'm very chuffed. Hi, Alicia. My name is Danny, and I am a Bride Chilla graduate from Toronto, Canada. Um, I just wanted to send you a voice message to thank you profusely. Uh, you truly were a bridesmaid to me, and I don't know what I would have done if I didn't find your podcast. Um, you really empowered me to commit to things that were important to me, and it made me feel like it was okay to let go of the traditions that no longer serve me, and I'm not sure if they serve many people in uh, the 21st century anymore. Um, you really just helped to open my eyes to the different patriarchal vestiges that just are no longer important in this day and age. And you gave me confidence to stick to my convictions and uh, I can't thank you enough for that. You also helped me maintain my perspective throughout the whole process and helped me keep my chill for sure. And you allowed me to tell myself that it was okay to throw unimportant things into the fuck it bucket. And um, that's pretty powerful. Um, I never had high expectations for my wedding. I was kind of in the, like, I just didn't, honestly, the wedding could have gone in the fuck it bucket. <laughs> um, it ended up being pretty fucking amazing. And um, anyways, I just wanted to share a few things that I broke convention with before uh, I ramble on for too long. Um, <clears throat> so, we took all of our photos before the ceremony and um, it allowed us to have a really late start of our ceremony. We didn't start till 6.45 p.m. And so we had a nice one at sunset and it was beautiful. Um, all my bridesmaids were wearing a different color dress in whatever they felt more comfortable in. 
Um, I walked down the aisle with both of my parents to Van Morrison and fuck it to anyone who says I can't walk down to anything besides the bridal march. Um, we had a quick magical ceremony. My, well, my now uncle, <laughs> my uncle-in-law officiated it for us. Um, my brothers stood up, um, at the altar with us. Um, they weren't technically bridesmaids, but, uh, it was really important to me that they stood up there with us. Um, we had a light cocktail reception. We had all compostable plates, cutlery, cups, etc. And, um, pretty much everything was composted after the wedding. Um, our food was completely vegan, so no animals were harmed in the making of this wedding. Um, we both hate cake, so we said fuck it, and we had a shit ton of donuts instead. Um, we have a unique, no, I know it's not unique at all, but <laughs> we didn't want dance music at our wedding, so we said fuck it, no DJ, and we made a, a killer playlist on Spotify. We had Gypsy Kings, Frank Sinatra, tons of classic rock, and it was amazing. Um, we also had a bunch of carnival games. Um, we have cornhole. If you don't know what that is, you can Google it. I'm sure it's there. Um, mini putt, just like fun things for people to do who don't like to dance because we don't have a dancing crowd. Um, and we had a super small wedding. We only had um, like a close family, um, like, you know, aunts, uncles, cousins, etc. And um, we only invited friends that were in the bridal party. So it was only people that were like, super close to us and kind of kept things really intimate and magical. And um, anyways. I know that the wedding, your wedding day is never going to be perfect. And, uh, I'm not sure who decided to tell people that it's the best day of your life, but you know what? Our wedding was perfect for us and, um, we had a great time. So, um, thank you for doing what you're doing and, uh, couldn't have done it without you. So thanks. Danny, you've made my day and my day has been pretty good so far. So that just says, a lot. Really, what a great message. And thank you. I, I mean, I didn't just play the beginning of your message to float my own boat and toot my own horn, but it really makes me proud to see that the work that the Bride Chiller community and this podcast is, you know, successful at is really helping inspire and empower women. And I think that, especially at this current juncture, is really important because I feel like we're not in the best place, the females. Although we're fighting back, we're resisting, but it is been a challenging couple of weeks to watch the press and stuff and think about the patriarchy and feel like, you know, we've taken a couple of steps back. So I just think being in the Bride Chiller community every day and reading people's comments and just sort of seeing how we're surrounded by this really powerful energy, it really inspires me. So thank you. And thank you for your feedback. And I'm so glad that your day, which you sort of said you weren't that revved about, turned out to be so fucking great because that's what we can all hope for. And also that your expectations were changed. That's really important. I think a lot of people listening might be in the same boat. And it's about sort of making tweaks and changes that you want to do. Ditching the stuff that isn't important. Can't say it enough. Really can't. Thanks, Danny. And uh, thank you, Hillary. Two Bride Chiller graduates to be featured on the show is fantastic. And there have been quite a few coming through. I know it's been the end of sort of summer season, so a lot of people are finishing off the wedding season and hopefully we'll be inviting lots of new Bride Chillers into our ranks over the holiday season because I know a lot of people get engaged. Very exciting. Weird whispering. After the break, I'm going to share with you a segment that I did at Unruly. It was my first foray into live broadcasting, and I'll have to be honest with you, it was sort of done what well, I was expecting to do a live quick Q&A 
a bit of a segment and I thought, oh, fuck it, I'm going to try and record this. So I will be honest with you, the recording standards aren't up to, you know, my soundproof booth at home. And also if I were to be recording this sort of segment normally, I probably would have set up a microphone. This is my fault. This is not Unruly's fault. This is me doing it on the fly. So the sound is great, but not amazing. But, you know, we had some fun and they were a really lively audience. And it was great. I didn't, you know, there were lots of people that did know what Bride Chiller was, but lots of people that were sitting there a little bit baffled to start off with. And they really warmed up. And I think we've got some new listeners, hopefully, by the end of it. So I'm really looking forward to sharing that with you. Stick around and uh, enjoy some of that. And uh, also head to the Bride Chiller community Facebook page, the group, to see some photos and videos of the day that I did with our lovely Bride Chiller friends who met me there. Really nice to meet them in person. And I can't wait to meet more of you in America. We will be figuring out our dates in the well, upcoming little while. Upcoming little while. It's a very, very concise estimate there. And we'll be endeavouring to let you all know so you have plenty of notice and we will be recording some live episodes and, of course, as Rich said, hopefully launching The Bride Chiller Survival Guide and The Bride Chiller Field Guide, the two books that I've been working so hard on. And, uh, gosh, just can't wait to set them free. <laughs> right, there'll be more of The Bride Chiller podcast after this break. So today we're doing a chat about wedding politics with Holly and Susanna who have organised... The Unruly Wedding Fair. Big round of applause for these ladies. Yeah. This is freaking great. Well done. Thanks. I'll take that. Yeah, you should take that. So, weddings. Who here is dealing with crazy family members? We've got some hands up. Hands up. And uh, any sort of situation that you are dealing with at the moment that you're like, just shut up, I don't want your opinion. Tell me a little bit. What's your name? Maybe let's not mention my name if it goes on the podcast. <laughs> He's an anonymous man. And uh, who, who, what's your name? Andrea. Andrea. And who are you dealing with that's causing you some hell? Uh, my mom. It's very particular. Your mom is particular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She got a lot of opinions? She has loads of opinions and likes to be very loud about them. Right. Okay, so wedding politics, this is it. So your mum is having lots of opinions. She's got a lot of things to say, can be a little heavy. Uh, Now, Holly and Susanna, you are both wedding planners. How often do you deal with mums and dads, I'd say more mums, that are a little bit intense and want their opinion heard? Yes, I I mean, mums mums can't help it. I mean, it's it's their baby, you know, they're getting married and I'm sure it's all coming from a good place. And, you know, you have to give it a little bit of leeway. But it really depends on your relationship. I think you have to judge it and see how she's going to respond. You don't want to alienate anyone in your wedding planning. You do not want interference, but at the same time, you don't want to, you don't want to piss anyone off. I don't mind pissing people off. I mean, I think half of the problem is that they, a lot of mums these days have never had a wedding like potentially you guys are all having, and they feel like it's their special prom or their high school event where they're like I didn't have that sort of event let me take over and be a part of it yeah I think that's totally true I do I do feel for people that kind of have to deal with their mums and their dads and their friends like interfering wanting to do it their way I think sometimes how you can do it is you throw them a bone (laughs) and maybe find something that you are not as bothered about and give it to them to look after 
and then they feel involved and then they're happy with it but then you can still do what you want to do like if you don't give a shit about the favors just say yeah go go to town mum just i hate favors by the way who doesn't yeah i mean who's doing a bonbonieri or favors do you know what i'm talking about the stuff that you put on almonds sugared almonds who is anyone doing little gifts and all that sort of crap to put on the table that was a really loaded question you can say yes <laughs> so sorry that was like bullying then um okay so the other thing is question ha raising of hands any parents contributing financially to your weddings yes all right can i come over to you what's your name lisa 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 just said you're very close to my face <laughs> I'm like the close talker from Seinfeld. No one, I'm doing a deep lunge to get closer. I just want everyone to hear your voice, Lisa. What cocktail have you got there? Gin. Gin. You've got a weird Australian lunging at your face. And you've got a glass of gin. Jeez, it's my perfect day. Mine too. So someone, family are helping you pay for your wedding. Uh, I think mum's here. Hi, mum. Mum's also got some gin, so she can take whatever we're about to talk about. So how are you finding the distribution of cash and also decisions? Okay. Okay. It's okay, Mum. knows I'm going to kind of have whatever I want anyway, so... so Mum knows you get, she's going to get whatever she wants. You're not jumping in, Mum. Mum's just going for it. She agrees with all of it, in fairness. I don't think you're a fan of all of what I'm planning. She won't camp. That's the only thing. She won't camp at my wedding. She won't camp. So there's some sort of festival atmosphere happening at your wedding. I like that. That's pretty fun. Here's the thing. With Bride Chiller, I call parents that contribute to your wedding, wedding donors. And I liken them to financial donors for politics. So they say, hey, we want to contribute some money. Mum, I'm not against you, by the way. This is very pro-mum. Mum's looking at me. She's got a gin. Um, but basically they say, yeah, we want to contribute some money. And then a lot of parents, not you, mum, say, I don't want anything. I just want you to have a great day. Just really enjoy yourself. And, but unlike like, like political donors, later on they go, by the way, you owe us 30 guests. You know, so they're like lobbyists, really. They come in and they're like, okay, we might need you to do a couple of things. So have you been seeing, uh, Holly and Susanna, you both, over your years of wedding planning, have you seen parents jump in and want to use their financial contributions as a bit of a tool? Do you know what? I don't think we've seen it too much in our wedding planning, but we've seen it in our personal lives. Have you? Yes. My best friend got married and her dad was very generous and it was all lovely, it was all nice, until I got a phone call from her one day going... My dad wants me to invite Pat. Fucking Pat. Who's Pat? Who the fuck is Pat? <laughs> well, I've never met her before. And I had to sort of calm her down. I was like, right, look, how many people does he want you to invite? She's like, fucking Pat and someone else. I was like, well, why don't you just, you know, he's been really generous. Just invite Pat. Fucking Pat. <laughs> and it will all be smooth. It's only an extra two people to feed. Like, just go with it. Is your day but he did raise you from birth. So, you know. Tell me about Pat. Did you meet Pat on the day? Now I'm morbidly fascinated. Uh, I, I did meet Pat. I did meet Pat. She's a very nice lady. Oh, I thought Pat was a bloke, so Pat's a man, a lady. There you go. She was over, I mean, she was with her husband, but for some reason she was the one that got the bad rep. I don't think she met the husband either. Um, but very nice lady. And she got a gift. Remember, people buy you gifts. I find that parents' friends are quite generous, more so than some of your 
same age friends um, when it comes to gifts. So there's a silver lining. That's true. That is true. So if fucking Pat has to come to your wedding, at least fucking Pat will give you a good present. Swings and roundabouts. Not that it's that. And look, we have to say that as a disclaimer, you're not getting hitched for the gifts, but they're really fun to receive. Uh, what else on wedding politics are we, we keen to chat about today? Um, oh, oh, bridal parties. You go for it. I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of tense stuff around who to ask to be in your bridal party. I don't know how many people have experienced that. People obligation, other stuff like that. I don't know. People obligation. So in Bridechilla land, we talk about obligation guests, obligation bridal parties, obligation bloody everything, where you go, oh, I just want to keep people happy, so I'll invite that person, or I just want to keep this long friend happy. I haven't seen her for seven years, but we promised while we were drunk in uni, then we go, I love you, you'll be my bridesmaid. I love you so much. And then it's like seven years later, like, I don't even know a kid's names, but we made that promise. Drunk promises don't matter. Just want to say that. But also, you're right, obligation bridal party. I, one of the biggest things in our... We've got a bride chiller community. You should all join on Facebook. You! And, you know, a lot of the discussion that happens there are people just going, I don't really like this person, but I've asked them to be in my wedding party. What do I do? And it's really tricky it's very hard to take things back. Or, I don't know what their obligation is as, as a, a bridesmaid. Do it, are they, you know, like slave labour or... Yes, we've got a lot of nodding. Who are bridesmaids here? Yeah. Oh, hi. Oh, no, she's, she's literally moving away from me. Oh! What's your name? Shireen. Shireen, are, are you... So you're a bridesmaid, you're a maid chiller. I am, yeah. Now, the bride's sitting right next to you, so be nice, but she can't hear you. So let's just pretend. How's it going? Oh, no. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, good. Phew. Could have been embarrassing. It's nice. So, uh, yeah. It's just begun. Today is day one. Let's all just give them a clap. <laughs> get ready. It's going to get fun. Yesterday was day one because that's when I saw the group, Bride Squad. I was like, here we go. Uh-oh, there's a WhatsApp group. Then it's really, I think that's the true moment when you know it's all kicking off. There's a WhatsApp group. Let's go. What's been discussed in the WhatsApp group so far? What time to meet today? Just, fine. <laughs> Nothing complicated. Just arrival times. Tell me in the bridal party, who is organising all the activities? Because this is where I think it gets complicated. There's a lot of activities. You're doing it. Bride's doing it. Bride and maid of honour. Hello, maid of honour over there. My mic doesn't stretch that far. You could come towards me. I look like a predator saying it like that. So what activities will maid of honour, what will Sarah be organising? Hendu. Hendu. Or a bachelorette party if you're in America. A lot of my listeners are in America. They're like, what the hell is this hen stuff? What's it got to do with chickens? Yeah, that's all. She, that's all. I'm a bit of a control freak, so that's it. Okay, that's fine. I support you. Are you going to go away for the hens bachelor party, bachelorette? Yeah. Overseas? No. Good. People do tend to go a bit crazy. It's like we're organising 14 pre-wedding events and then the wedding. Are you seeing that? Yeah, yeah. It's really expensive, and I think people, like forget that you might be inviting eight people, ten people, all of different financial means, and then they've got to spunk like 500 quid on somewhere they never really go to anyway, and it's like lads, 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 on it, on it, on it, and it's a little bit much. And that's just the hens parties, isn't it? <laughs> that's what I was talking about. Yeah. 
I do think there's an obligation. I think we've become really like obsessed with all this free stuff, and I think sometimes people forget how much money it does cost, and we all feel obligated because you don't want to let your friends down, but then you're like, oh, I've just given up three days of annual leave and 800 pounds, and great. <laughs> Yay! My friend recently went on a, a Bucks, a bachelor party, and they're like, we're going to a mystery location. You owe us 800 pounds. And they went to Dubai for two and a half days. They had two and a half days in Dubai. And also, it's not a big drinking city, Dubai. It's a dry place. So they had to go and drink in hotel bars for like $20 beers. It was crazy. That doesn't sound like much fun. No, and neither, none of them did get arrested. I was like, oh, that's what you were banking on. I was hoping one of them, at least, we could have a good story out of it. Fair enough, fair enough. Just tell you what else really annoys me. Well, I'm just moving away from him. Go for it. Is the feeling that you have to stick to traditions, possibly because other people tell you to. So the cutting of the cake... Oh, snore. It's absolutely my bugbear. <laughs> because I'm like, if you want to do it, go for it. It's your own, all fine. But bear in mind, it's one of the most stilted things that you can ever do, having to gather around 100 people to look at you next to some, with a knife, uh, next to some icing, and then do the, the cutting. And I guarantee you, that picture, you will never look at again. Just putting it out there. Just praise. And it always happens like during, like dancing's happening, and they're like, everyone stop having fun. We need to watch people with some iced goods. And then you've got to get the vibe back again. It's really hard. That's the thing. It kind of goes down, and then you've got to get it up again. And people were like, oh, I was, I was having a drink. I was having a dance. I was enjoying myself. So just saying if... Yeah, but if it's a tradition you don't want to do, don't fucking do it. Praise. Praise. I'm really happy that we had a chat today. What a lovely group gathering here. Uh, is anyone going to listen to the Bridesheeler podcast now? They've been here. That's a pressured question. You all have to say yes. Even if you don't, I don't mind you lying. And I really, I'm just, are you, are you a member of our community? Oh my God. You're obsessed. Oh, but well now I get to come and sit on your lap a little bit more. Can you please just tell everyone how great our Facebook community is? It's got nothing to do with me. It's all the members. It's so fantastic. And everyone's so supportive. You can go on with absolutely any sort of question. And you have so many resources. You have some people who write the blogs, like Erica. And then you respond. And then just like so many people from the community. And I love it. Thank you. So we started this private Facebook group because I don't know if any of you have seen a lot of wedding forums are pretty bitchy and like mean places to hang out. And I really resent that because I think this is a really fun time in your life. But there's a lot of negative body image stuff. There's a lot of stuff about um, people going, that's tacky or that's not very nice. I hope none of you have witnessed any of this, but it can be pretty like dark times to be a part of something and then feel body shamed or, you know. So we talk about real stuff in the community Everything from budget to, you know, people with mental illness. And, and, you know, I think there's lots of stuff that happen in our lives that aren't just happy because of wedding planning. You can't just override normal life. So, but it's a really fun place. It's full of sassy broads who I fucking love. So join, do join and uh, participate. And, yeah, I think this has been fabulous. Bloody well done for today. This is the best wedding fair I've been to and I've trawled through so many. I feel like I'm lording over you. Yeah, you can pay me later. It's fine. No, no. So uh, thank you, everyone, for coming. Oh, so great to meet you. Thanks for listening. And do enjoy the rest of your day. Woo-woo-woo!
such fun and uh, gee, I just like doing live stuff. I've done a lot of stand-up over the years and it was nice to be able to just be back in front of an audience with a microphone lunging at people that were unsuspecting. Very patient, lovely group of people. <laughs> if you have a question, comment, thought or something to share with the Bride Chiller community, visit thebridechiller.com. Also, if you are a Bride Chiller graduate or an upcoming Bride Chiller graduate, Erica and I, my lovely content editor and uh, mistress of goodness, we would love to feature your wedding on the Bride Chiller blog. So uh, please do visit thebridechiller.com and you can visit the tab that says submit your wedding. It's under the contacts tab. And we'd love to be able to share your experience as a bride chiller and a little bit about your wedding planning story because the more we can share and learn from each other, the better. And it's great to look at pretty photos. That's something we really, really enjoy. Also, uh, at thebridechiller.com, you can pick up some lovely new merch. We have some kick-ass new tote bags, which I am in love with. They give me all the feels. They've got bright yellow handles that go with our very bright, colourful branding. I particularly love the Happy Days tote bag, which I think is something you can use after the wedding if you're not keen on carrying a bride chiller bag around. But why wouldn't you be keen? Because you're a bride chiller and you want to share the word. There you go. Visit the website, jump on board, and thank you for supporting the show. Until next week's episode of the show, I wish you all the very best and happy days. The Bride Chiller Podcast, empowering you to kick wedding planning ass every day.